I know that you've all been prepared for this, but I thought I'd just remind you just the same. Can you handle that? Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Vincent Green. And I'm your host, Old John Tui. We got Karen Mack in the back, and this is Invasion of the Potty Snatchers. Let's get to it, motherfuckers. All right, Noah, we're continuing our little trend of catching up on TV series that occurred where we were busy doing other shit. Yeah, just after, just after it all blows over and people stop caring a little bit, that's when we strike. Yeah, like, well, we're closer than we did with our first releases. We had, like, Spider-Man and shit, like, so... Yeah, 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 I suppose, like, <laughs> 2001 Spider-Man. Yeah. You, you got me there, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, like, we, we like, kind of letting shows wrap up a little bit, too, like, and kind of let people gather some information in terms of like the discussions that you have post-show instead of being very hot on the tail where you're just literally caught up in the whole whirlwind of everything and you're kind of just matching everyone's conclusions you kind of want to let it, yeah you know you want to let it simmer a little bit too though as well like so but one of the shows we we recently covered was squid game and because uh, that was a fucking complete juggernaut but another one which was almost held a similar kind of like uh, space in the realm of the zeitgeist for a period of time there was Mike Flanagan's Midnight Mass not as big a squid game in terms of culturally or the t- the effect it's had going forward but like it definitely held a big place in terms of the meme culture that was going around and that's kind of the sign of success in a lot of ways lately like that you're being talked about yeah. is that there's more memes the more success a lot of ways oh god unfortunately I mean yeah. there is yeah, I think somebody said, like, if the world was about to end, this would be the last meme, and it was the the planet Earth as Michael Jordan crying, <laughs> and the meteor about to hit, you know, it's and it's true, like, we are, we are the meme generation. Yeah. But then, again, yeah, this was, this was, I don't think this blew up as much as Squid Game, and one of the reasons, I think, is that it was undeniably, and I'm not saying this as a pop, yeah. uh, self-indulgent. Yeah. Mike Flanagan had made some absolute great movies, and he's an absolute, he's a treasure. He's a 50-50 said, director. Do you think so? Um, yeah. I, well, I suppose I'm going. I didn't watch the second season of Haunting in Hill House, whatever it was called. I know uh, it Haunting of Bly Matter. Yeah, because uh, my fiance w- watched it and she kind of went, meh. Yeah. And, it, and I wasn't going to go out. My, when, when she says it, because she's got my exact tastes in horror. Yeah. Like that's one of the. It's 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 our, it's both of our big passion. So yeah. I I didn't, but I loved Haunting in Hill House. I loved Doctor Sleep. Um, I thought this was self indulgent, but what I, I thought it was culminated in something pretty fucking awesome yeah um and i think he'd earned it you know that kind of way i think he earned his little he did trick-or-treat so as well which is awesome he did did he do the trick-or-treat yeah i actually liked that that was the anthology series wasn't yeah because he directed trick-or-treat and then like disappeared i think for a couple of years and then came back was that, and, it? Was that yeah. his first was that his first i think that was um, one of his first i could be wrong um if there's only some no, sort I, I of way of his career he kind of like i'm not as good as directors as you are mm. I, I never am the, the people behind the camera you're always much better at the studio and that the, but uh mike flanagan is somebody who's a name that is kind of unavoidable yeah at this particular moment if you're a horror fan and what do you wondering like what do you think of his um kind of relationship uh with netflix at the moment he seems to be making a lot of uh, content for them there isn't he like he's done blind manners you mentioned hill house you mentioned and he he's done he did midnight mass he's got another show i think coming out soon as well like so i'll, ju- I'll just he's I, hot property i'm just gonna imdb him yeah you go for it i was gonna say when i was watching i i watched the first episode of midnight mass almost immediately as it came out and then i kind of went yeah and uh we did gerald's game which is on netflix too sorry 
Yeah, yeah, I like Jarl's game. Actually, actually, I read that book when I was a kid as well. But uh, I, I, I watched the first episode and I was just like, that's just a bit too much of a slow burner. I don't know if that's the mood I'm in. But it was the mood that, that Sheila was in. So she said, do you mind if I go ahead with this? And by the end of it, she was like, you have to watch it. She goes, trust me, you're actually going to be annoyed with the second episode, maybe even the third episode. Yeah. But it does culminate. Yeah, it's uh, a very captivating show. It's a very captivating show, and it it deals with so there's so many intertwining stories. But you could you could with broad strokes, you could have it being like a crisis of faith. Yeah. You could have it being the inter the intertwelling of beliefs. You could have the closed mindedness that comes with religion, and the open mindedness that can come. With can religion. I can I ask you a question? Um, Go ahead. Uh, a lot of people said it's very like uh, Storm of the Century and Salem's Lot. And I haven't seen either of those in a long time. Have you seen either of them uh, recently? I don't know if I've seen Storm of the Century. Of course I've seen Salem's Lot. Yeah, have you seen it recently? Does it share similarities apart from the creature design? Not that I can think of. I I, I mean, I suppose it's based in a community and... Yeah, I, I, I could see you drawing comparisons, but I think you'd be stretching a line to do it. Yeah. Not a big one. A lot of people say that it's the two of them combined. I really think I need to go and watch them, I think, to do a proper comparison. But... um. Like, but yeah, that, I that, do. I, I mean, obviously, but it was a lot of wide shots in this. You got, I, I remember just feeling very much so like I had a scale of the island. Yeah, you know, he did do a really good job painting a picture. You kind of almost at some points you seem to know where everyone's house is in relation to everyone else's house. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I think he did an excellent job. Like, just this tiny corner of the world, and here's what's happening. Do you, you got the DUI Riley absolutely? Do you think though? Shell shocked. The, si- the similarities that people saw with Storm of the Century and Salem's Lot with this is a case of like sometimes to create something original you often have to use ingredients from two separate stories and kind of combine oh, them yeah. you and know the further kind of- down the road of time of films we go the, the, the more that we whether it's overtly and we, we do tap into it or it's subconsciously and we are just simply products of what we have seen yeah uh, you know, I do think Mike Flanagan set out to make something here. Like th- this isn't like uh, like any other thing I've seen to the point where I'd say it's it's it's, it's hardly a carbon copy of anything. Yeah, but it might. There's there's probably tips at a cap. Yeah, because something like Sam's lot. Yeah, some of your experiences and all that jazz, isn't it? Like you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. It's because it, yeah. the stuff you watch growing up is what inspired you to become a creator, and those things are inherently going to be within your creations because that's what inspired yeah. you. Yeah, if somebody said to me, like, oh, you met, let's just say hypothetically I met a film and it did really well or well enough. And somebody said, but I actually thought, you know what it reminded me of? I wouldn't, as long as it didn't accuse me of straight out plagiarism, but if they said that it reminds me of something who was of one of my heroes yeah. or one of my favorite films growing up, and I knew that I was, I didn't overtly set out to make that, I would I would take that as a compliment. I oh, would. Of course. You know, we are, again, it's a culmination. And this, this was Mike Flanagan, like, this was big yeah like, you know like i mean i i think he must have sweated over this for quite some time because it's kind of it's shot from the perspective of kind of all sides of the story as yeah. opposed to a good guy chasing a bad guy this was not diehard at all you know yeah this was there was there was the the, the complexity of the priest versus the to- self-torture of riley uh father hall I yeah think was the, the character and uh just Aaron and everybody thrown in it was so, it, it was so vast and i think it, it covered the vastity of people quite well yeah 
you know what I mean? I think you had everything from the town drunk to, you know, who isn't a particularly complicated I'm, character. I'm like, I'm trying to remember this show, dude. To a religious zealot. <laughs> Beverly, I think was her name. Yeah. Oh my God. And you know what? You know what I love in a horror show or anything? I, I love somebody, the, the Joffrey effect. I love somebody I hate so much. Yeah. All I want. I was like, I, I, I mean, I would have kept what, I love the first seven seasons of Game of Thrones but I would have kept watching if I first seven the only seven I think you meant to say the only seven yeah Uh, I would have watched that even if I hated it just to see Joffrey die and maybe I would have stopped yeah. Like in, in a hypothetical where I hated it, I would be like, I hate the show, I can't wait to stop watching it. But first, first, this prick goes. Yeah. <laughs> first and foremost, I see this prick die. And uh, Beverly was great. That, that, the zealot. Yeah. That, that, the, the, the horrible side of religion. The Do people you, who, if you don't think like them, you're going to Is that burn not played out hate. now, though? It is. I even last. It's such a I, heavy troll. Sheila about it because me and you covered The Mist. Yeah, not, The Mist. Not, not so many movies. Expiation! Ago. I, Expiation. <laughs> and I was just like, because she, cause Miss she Carmody, about, you know, she was talking about the, um, the animal crackers salad, and they're typically women, mm. like you know the character that, that, that yeah, the women are psychos. Are quite often but the, <laughs> 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 let's not dance around. Candlemas did a really good job of subverting the story. I did not know what it was about. Candlemas, midnight mass. I did it. Told you we'd do it. There's a 1980s band called Candlemas and they have a song called Bewitched and my girlfriend is obsessed with it and I cannot stay in Candlemas every time I meet to say Midnight Mass. I told him I was going to do it and I, true to form, I did it. Can you hear me too when I'm eating animal crackers? Uh, yeah, I can, yeah. yeah. Can How you? are those animal crackers going down? I know, I'm just like, sorry, I'm just going to say sorry to everyone that's listening. Yeah. Just pretty unprofessional to do when you were, when we're recording drinks yeah. from beer. <laughs> I told you, I'm going for Mark Ruffalo Zodiac. I have to get Mark Ruffalo Zodiac. <laughs> But what do you think? Do you like if let's talk, let's talk about this in broad stroke because it became a story of a priest who just wanted another shot, who didn't want to die, and you know it became the story of an angel slash a fucking deity slash a monster slash a, a vampire. Do you think at the end, at the culmination, that you look back at that story? Do you say because everyone says it's not everyone? Sorry, it's been suggested that it's Mike Flanagan's greatest work to date. Do you think that that is? The culmination of the story do you think that is praise he deserves do you think it's overstayed do you think it was too convoluted I did think at times it disappeared up its own asshole mm. but I thought ultimately it was a really good story first of all in my opinion Doctor Sleep is the best thing Mike Flanagan's done second best is Trick or Treat agreed yeah second best Trick or Treat um, uh, second of all uh, it's very hard not to disappear up your own asshole when you're asking such massive questions about religion that's true and fundamentalism and because uh, the dialogue even the dialogue forget the big scenes a lot of the dialogue was like what happens when we die and mm. you wanted lot erin had lost the baby and she yeah. talks about like that the, the baby was just sent into the world to sleep it was yeah. very it was a beautiful it was actually very beautiful dialogue yeah but, mike flanagan yeah, is probably in a case now where he's getting into his 40, 50s or something and he's probably asking a lot of these questions of himself like the older you get, the more you look at your own mortality and you wonder what it's oh, like. Of, yeah, of course, of yeah. course. Yeah, and uh, we were only talking just before you start recording how, yeah. how goddamn stupid you were when you were 18 in terms of like, yeah, you know, <laughs> what you'd like. Oh, I've got my knee is tw- twisted in backwards, I'll just mm. probably take a norofin and pop back out and kick around the ball. Yeah, 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 four yeah. hours, uh, four hours. Yeah, um, so but yeah, no, like I just think that, uh, when you in that moment right now, I'd say he's asking a lot of these questions of himself. Where do you go? What's the next place like? What what would you do f- to provide uh, to stay 
uh, in existence, for lack of better terms. Like, what would you do? Like, would you make a deal with the devil, for lack of a better term, as well? It's like, <laughs> yeah, I said that's well, it's very poignant. You but, know, no, you know it's I mean? very poignant. Yeah, because it's, it's it's a lot of exposition. But you, if you want to break it down to a sentence, I, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think that's a bad one. Yeah, I just think that's the case where he's probably like asking himself these questions right now about what would he do to to remain on this earth. And I think a lot of that's bled into this story. You have a lot of big questions asking, and as you said, like about uh, the accusations of disappearing up its own asshole but like when you're looking at so, something when you're talking about existence um uh, the afterlife um the things you would do to remain like to why am i finding it so hard to come up with a term the things you do to, to stay alive or for him for to prevent mortality from like killing you or whatever i don't know what's going on um but like i just think when you look no, at it, okay like your sense of self-survival yeah yeah exactly the sense so, of not giving up or this, this, this yeah or a second chance forget yeah. even survival because it wasn't necessary that some of these people had guns pointed at their heads yeah they just wanted it to be better or they wanted to stop being afraid or they wanted there to be something more yeah so it it is just about your place in the universe even if you want to go like really meta and very big yeah and you're asking those it's the biggest question you can ask of like any like the thing is like we were gifted with great innovation as a species humanity but we were also gifted with the great curse of knowing our own mortality. And like all too well. Yeah, you know, so the case of when you're asking these questions, your own um existence in the universe and what does it mean and why do I exist and what would I do to um to uh, create longevity to my existence. Like yeah. I just think that Midnight Mass it literally looks at this and goes, asks all those questions and takes it to the next level and it's like the, instead of like the survival instinct of like in a situation like Squid Game something we talked about was like that's the survival instinct overdrive but when you look at it, the chance of like would I give into darkness the internal darkness just so I can remain alive and like you know what I mean and I just think like when you have a situation like that that when you have those huge questions that like you do kind of have to disappear a little bit up your own asshole because you have to st- yeah. you have to be very profound in the answers to questions that are very profound in them, in their own nature you know what I mean so it so, makes me it makes me feel like I've been unkind by saying that because the fact of the matter is I don't know what exactly I'm asking from somebody if they want to like if they want to make something about this it's not exactly something you should keep shallow yeah it's a very it's like, very hard to what give do you a- think happens to us when we die it's like I don't know bro yeah Stop. <laughs> Stardust. I, I wouldn't have wanted that. You know, like, yeah, Stardust. Yeah. You know, we're made of Stardust. Stardust. Um, and this, the dialogue in this was actually excellent. I think the character development was excellent just so much that a 30 minutes simply absolutely would not do it. Yeah. Um, and it also kind of touches, it touches upon stuff that you can't relate to and it touches upon stuff you can relate to. So it was so superfluous and then it was so grounded. Yeah. Like the DUI, you had a guy who just literally was living with his guilt in a very eight atheist way mm. he was very much so just here suffering and then you had the priest survivor's guilt was, yeah and then I thought I thought the juxtaposition between Riley and, and Priest Hall where he was um, able to point to something in the Bible because there's always fucking something if you want to cherry pick a Bible yeah. that justifies he goes oh and my conscience hashtag holy scriptures because, <laughs> yeah and my, ah, and my conscience was clear for it was God's will this is yeah. after he killed the, the, the town drunk yeah when he finally had crossed the line, yeah. uh, uh, where uh, blood, where yeah. where you've actually put, uh, uh, there's a critical point as they touch upon, where you you actually start to become a vampire, where you, you get the benefits thereof, and also the the uh, yeah. you know uh, the sunlight whole thing kicks in. But um, 
and the thirst for blood but uh he he was able to justify it i love the fact that one person would rather because this is how i would feel i think i'd rather live with the guilt mm. than just be able to, to to read some i don't know if somebody gave me a pill and then i said it could take away all your guilt and just make you i would go no because as much as or as much as i hate it or as much as i feel bad it's a part of who i am yeah i would be such a cop out yeah be equilibrium be, yeah it's the equilibrium like, and, I, and then how do I be better yeah how do I be better if I don't carry this with me or what would be what about the person I hurt yeah killed in this case yeah what about her like do I not like do I not deserve to feel bad about and and that against the priest again who the, the cherry picking of the Bible I, I think it touches upon stuff that bothers me in my own life yeah and that is when people cherry pick an ancient text that's been translated through over a hundred languages and a hundred different dialects of those said languages and then says oh what I've done is okay because it's here but it's like yeah read the next line which is often yeah it's often the case of uh, religious fundamentalists that they cherry pick from scripture and and texts and and they kind of uh, distorted to their own needs and that that is a case that nearly all fundamentalism because when you break something down that's so vast like a religious faith to its most fundamental beliefs that's literally fundamentalism but, in its fucking definition. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course. Especially people cherry pick it to fit their politics. Yeah, you know what pick I mean? their fucking mood pick on it the to day. Fit their actual politics or a mood on the day. Yeah. And this film did an excellent. And again, they had a Joffrey character. Yes. Yeah. You said it's played out. I'm not going to sit here and argue that's not played out. Yeah. Did I care? No, no, no <laughs> not the Joffrey character that's played out. Uh, the religious fundamentalist that's like, oh, the end is nigh, blah, blah, blah. You know, yes, the person who buys it wholesale. Yeah, and just like wholesale. Yeah, it's just done. Like, you know, it's like, it's not a trope that I'm thinking that should be give, got done away with. I'm just saying it's done. So maybe pick a new one or invent a new one. You know what I mean? Like, well, I don't know. If you were to, if you were to say, like, there's, I'm just going to pretend here that there's 20 personality types. Yeah. And, and you were faced with, something like um, an actual vampire or a, a demon or whatever we're going to say the ancient yeah. was. I, I don't know. I don't want to get into it. It was a vampire, basically. Mm. It was allergic to sunlight, drank blood. It was a fucking vampire. Um, but if but there would be just that one person of the 20 types who is so craven yeah. to a reason, to something that makes them special, yeah. to something that maybe they could buy into more than anyone, to some, some echelon that they could climb quicker than somebody yeah. else if they just have faith, if they just believe. That would be one of the 20 personality types if there is just 20. Yeah. There that, would be. And it wouldn't necessarily be a woman like it tends to be. Usually yeah. it's the man in charge and there's the woman who will go to all lengths to to, 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 to further the belief. That's the but, first motherfucker so, you kill though, isn't it? Like, that's the first <laughs> motherfucker you That's the one that starts throwing the kids through the window. Yeah, to, exactly. To, you know? Start sacrificing motherfuckers, you know what I mean? Sacrificing motherfuckers, yeah. yeah. I'd be just like, you know, I'd be like early on before shit's really yeah. the fan. I'm just gonna, like, I'm going to preempt a pickaxe into the back yeah. of this bitch's head. Uh, she just has like... What, what yeah, do you think of, um to get, to, to kind of, veer away from the big questions of fucking religion and fundamentalism creation and all these big things like we're a fucking horror show um we're not a philosophy show um <laughs> so like or are we yeah <laughs> good 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 I like that <laughs> but um what did you think of the creature design oh yeah no i i i like the I just kind of like the simplicity of it. I, 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 I think. I think sometimes, you know, I'm going to keep it simple when I give it the answer. Do you, I, you know, uh, have you seen the amount of times they've reinvented the scream mask for yeah. like Med for TV and yeah. and, and stuff like? That? And they always just seem to look worse. Yeah. Like, I always just think like, you know, what's classic is is is, is a towering figure. Yeah. Of the, um, a towering muscular physique, something just very human but not quite very daunting. Yeah. Very strong. 
uh, wings that just come out like a bat. I know that's so on the nose, but I just thought it looked cool. Yeah. You know what? It just, yes. Simply, I looked at it and went, that'll do. That That's that's just really fucking cool. Yeah. To- I, I, was, I was just into it. I didn't want too much or too little, and I think that walked the line for me. And again, I'm being overly simplistic in my answer, but honestly, that's just kind of where I am with this stuff. Yeah. What about you? Do you, do you think it was the kind of... Uh- a great uh, kind of like idea of how angels, the myth of angels, existed yeah, exactly. But there was even like the first time in Jerusalem, I think it was when the priest comes across him in yeah, Jerusalem, Father, in Hall, cave. Father Hall, yeah. yeah. I think he comes in, and there's actually, it's, I think it's just the way the light is hitting the cave, but there's an actual halo, yeah. Like, you know, he's his face, obviously, or is that what he's, he's standing in? Yeah, he's standing in where the light comes in, so his face is obviously taking light, yeah. and then there's a halo of light around him, and uh, obviously they lean into it, but he's, he's not completely wrong. You put feathers on those wings. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not it's not that far from what we know or believe angels to look like. They're huge. Angels look like very beautiful, tall, strong mm. characters with wings. Yeah. Humanoid characters. That, that's, that's what we grew up in school being told in, like, Catholic Ireland that, that angels look like. And yeah. this was what, what, not from that stripped kids. from that yeah, yeah absolutely yeah not exactly going to come to <laughs> not here to defend the catholic church believe, believe that yeah but uh um but that's what we were told they look like and he wasn't that far and it's and when people just well first off when people are shown things that are impossible yeah because it's easy enough to convince people anyway yeah. Jonestown. it's easy to convince people anyway but this one when somebody was actually able to bring the goods the impossible yeah then yeah no sure that's an angel whatever all i know is i can walk again all i know is um my dementia is gone all i know is that i've got younger all i know is i don't need glasses anymore all of that that infected that town yeah because he was all about show don't tell oh yeah exactly he was a hundred percent about show don't tell yeah and um you know he was given the communion wine and stuff like that but he was again he was he was a despicable yet somehow broken character and there was a little bit of a misguided of, messiah yeah a misguided oh wow well said man mm. a misguided messiah is it's, that'd it's be a great name for a book epitaph. actually it is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> how'd you touch that shit but um yeah no I, I think like but you know like again he, <laughs> he wanted another chance with his wife and his daughter you know what I mean like like that's there was a purity yeah. there was a there is a purity that there was Beverly uh, Kane I think yeah. but she she was just the, the zealot she was just somebody you were allowed to hate for hate's sake and she died trying yeah, to dig expiation. a hole into the sand yeah you know you know um yeah. but I but I, I don't know it Which asked was a clear, questions Let's go ahead do you think that's a clear thing like you know of uh, parents of that era of burying their heads in the sand uh, you know, yeah, uh, with the, good point. In, in terms with the Catholic Church or whatever, like you know what I mean. Just thinking about it now because uh, this show is p- pure blurry. Um, but one thing I loved about it was um, the, the juxtaposition between two of the main characters was Father Hall and Riley. Riley, yeah. um, the guy. Riley, oh, Riley was flawed, but he owned his shit. Yeah, but uh, I want to check that dude's name because he was in Friday Night Lights. Um, uh, he's also in Good Girls. His name is Zach Guilford. Um, yes, but. <laughs> I love the way that Father Hall was so set in his belief system and 
like Riley, as you said, was an atheist because he had the survivor's guilt and he was all wondering about like his place in the universe and why he still exists and the, the girl that he killed doesn't. And yes. uh, you had Father Hall that was so locked in his beliefs, no matter what the, like you became very Machiavellian. The, the, you know, no matter the means, the end justified thereafter, you know what I mean? So, um, he was a prick. Yeah. So, no, I just think it's a case of like, when you look at the two of them, like they run side by side in perfect juxtaposition of one another. And when uh, Father Hall, no matter what, it boils down to he was doing whatever he could to stay alive. And he made that deal with the devil. And when he forced that on Riley, and Riley went and turned around and actually immediately just like walked straight outside, uh, got your one, got on the rowboat and sailed straight out into the middle of the ocean giving himself yeah exactly yeah. like I just love that where he explains everything to her and he just pretty much like I just think like Riley was the perfect example of I, uh, I don't it's kind of like I don't want to die I just want to figure out what my existence is but like I'm not going to exist at any cost whereas uh, Father Hall was kind of like I'm going to exist at any cost exactly like and I just uh, and even I, spread even spread the stuff the, the evil yeah because and, and, and dress it up spread yeah, the no. evil make it seem like it's good then your evil becomes good you know and like it's kind of like what a lot of people do in terms of propaganda yeah and you know fascism or whatever you know that and kind that, of thing like the, there's also a thing where like riley i know like this is this is filmed so this wasn't real but they had, but the real question was he went out and died because it was the right thing to do. Yeah. And because now every everybody lives online or if you're going to do something like, you know, give $50 to a homeless guy today it yeah. was, and here it was his reaction. And don't get me wrong. Ultimately, I actually support all that because God knows that, that whatever that was, give them the money. an awful lot of good. Mm. Yes. In very real terms, yeah. somebody was helped. But yeah. everybody needs, like, what's the point in doing anything, being a good person, if people don't know you're a good person? Yeah. But that dude, all he knew was that, no, that, that price, too high. Yeah. I'm too high. And I'm not going to hurt Aaron because Aaron's never going to cross that, that threshold. And I, what am I going to do? Kill her? No. Do you think... If it, that's all I have now, then no. Do you think it was a case of those? as well? It was his, him like, I'm going to tell you the story, but the only way she's ever going to truly believe me is if I fucking show her. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like I love you, and this is this is how much I love you. Like, I love you enough to not be with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, and and, and there's not enough of that. Just, yeah, you know, there is there is not enough of that. So I mean that that was it. And again, you like you used the word. I'm not sure which one of us used before, but we certainly say it here in MDK juxtaposition. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. It's a it's a sixty four thousand dollar award. We love that. Gets you out of a lot of situations. Uh, gets you out of a lot of positions as well. It does, but yeah. juxtapose against the fact that we know what we're talking about. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck it, uh, mind blown. Mind blown. <laughs> I inceptioned the word juxtaposition. <laughs> did but, did but you just invert the... me, dude? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is no Carl. Uh, <laughs> 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 but it did really tell a broad array of stories. And I know there's lesser stories in it, like the yeah. priest's wife and uh, his daughter, who was the one who did all the tests and all the blood and stuff. Mm. Um and him, but it really was just a story of redemption and what redemption really looks like versus what you think redemption is. Yeah. And what the priest did, he thought was redemption, but look what he wrought, and yeah. it was just wholesale butchery. Yeah. Uh, and even he realized it before the very end. He realized it, but it was too late. Yeah. Like I mean, you're not you, you can't, can't be on the, the side. 
I was about to say you can't be on the side of the angels because that's an expression, but like I suppose it kind of works in a very literal sense here. Yeah, you can't be on the side of the angels. Um, because it just it comes to case. It's kind of like um, if you let a predator in, eventually it's just going to start seeing everything as food. You know what I mean though? Like because it's literally going. To, what happens is a predator is going to come in. It's going to become dominant. It's going to grow exponentially, and then it's just going to take over and look at everything as a food source. So you can only control yeah. it as long as you control the numbers. But as soon as the spread of the virus, like in the strain or something, as soon as the virus spreads, it, it, when that naught number, uh, when it becomes two, becomes four, when that odd number keeps going higher and higher and higher and you lose control of the virus, then like that's what happens when it just turns on you. Like, you know, it's like that's what happens in Midnight Mass. The more he gave it to people, the more people got out of hand, the more people became vampires. And then it just literally just cannibalized itself. You know what I mean? Like, and like, it's like any, it's kind of like any kind of virus. It just burns itself out eventually. And that's kind of what happened in Midnight Mass. That it literally, he cannibalized everyone to the case of like self-destruction. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, a, um, but they, but they, they wrought their own destruction by taking down every sort of form of shelter, and then there was only the set the rec center and the the church. Yeah, and then Beverly the bitch was the one. That Carol fucking Baskins of fucking <laughs> midnight mass. Hey, cool cats um, and kittens. <laughs> hey, cool vamps and non vamps. Yeah, but if you fucking. Uh, hey, cool Catholics like, and Christians. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, but. Uh, Nailed it. Uh, I did like. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I they took down every form of shelter, and then the sun came. I everything was so cool because I love the fact Erin got taken down, but she cut the wings yeah. off the so-called angel. Um, I love the fact that there was only two centers left, but because the priest and the um, sheriff Hassan's son, who had turned, yeah. but had enough humanity left in him as a person, as a as a mental entity, as their, opposed to his their relationship needs. was one of the most fascinating. I found out the side. But, but, but they both die. One one die. The, the sheriff succumbs to his wounds, and the kid dies in his son. Yeah. And the last thing they do is say a prayer in the faith that they actually did that Islam. they were raised in, and yeah, exactly. And they were kind of brought into this. Uh, the kid, I think, wanted to belong, and the father didn't want to deny his kid that. Yeah, oh, there was so, like there was there was beautifully complex relationships in this. There really, really, really was, and it, it was definitely for somebody to like be patient and immerse themselves in. Yeah, and if you did, I, I thought the payoff to this was fantastic. Yeah, like fantastic. It had all of the feels, and it gave me a little bit of uh, closure, and it had a little bit of vengeance, and it had some painful deaths for people who fucking just deserved it. You know. Yeah. Um. But I don't know if it's Mike Flanagan's best work. It's certainly not the work I enjoy most. I loved Haunted on Hill House. I loved yeah. Trick or Treat. Did not even know that was him. Yeah. And uh, I love Doctor Sleep. Yeah, Doctor Sleep is fucking amazing. I think um, Doctor Sleep is underrated. Yeah, it's underrated. And you, you told me that. Yeah, Hugh McGregor is completely solid. Yeah, He's, Hugh McGregor is such a solid actor. Yeah. But you told me that, and uh, I'm glad I took your word for it. And I am. A li- I learned about myself. I already knew, but like I suppose I really had to, had to recognize I'm a little bit too uh, pushed by public opinion. You know, it came out and people were like meh, and then I was a little bit meh, and you wanted yeah. to cover it, and then it turned out to be a, an absolutely fantastic film. And you got to see well, the director's cut, which I have not seen. Uh, it's on Amazon now, though, so I will be scoping out soon. Fucking yeah, do definitely yeah. scope it out. Like I, I don't frame reference. I don't even. Yeah, I don't even know what the extra half hour is. Yeah. I mean, I just ended up watching this really long movie for our podcast. Yeah. and you were like, "So what's the director's cut like?" And I was like, "I, I guess good." Yeah, <laughs> I have no, I have no idea what it is. I've you were like, "Dude, my version was three hours." I'm like, "Shit, what?" <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely have to scope that out. But like, um, yeah, no, I'm like you, Mike Flanagan. I think his best work was probably Doctor Sleep. Um, uh, trick or treat second because it was so um, 
unique in its own sense in, even though anthologies in their own um on its own merits or whatever is aren't is, is not a unique thing like horror anthologies from creep oh no show. horror anthology we yeah. love them we've yeah, had them since of course. The, probably 70s i've yeah. watched a lot since the 80s but the stories that he um uh, intertwined in his anthology was very clever and the way he wrap, uh, wrapped them all up and tied them all together was very very well done and that's what i love about trick or treat and it was a very unexpected movie at times um uh, with uh, Haunting of Hill House I thought it was a nice classic haunting tale I, I seen the twist coming like four or five episodes from the end um, so I, I, I yeah. yeah okay yeah I did too um, yeah. I did that with one projected Doc- itself to me a little bit yeah with Doctor Sleep I just thought it was loved it but yeah it of course itself. yeah with Doctor Sleep uh, when you're trying to follow up The Shining which is something that me knew whole in very high regard and when I watched that Possibly. yeah I watched that and I had no expectations because Shining is such a stellar movie that you have to keep no expectations when you're coming into a sequel um, but the movie itself was leaning off source material that existed that was written in and around the same time it was released so as we talked about before it's not like it was re- uh, waiting 30 years for a sequel that was uh, already existing and because of that it if it uh, paid homage to the original brilliantly but it also had this modernistic unique fucking feel to it that um made it stand on its own for two feet and that's what i loved about dr sleepers it paid the right amount of kudos to the source material both the book and the movie um stanley kubrick shining but at the same time it stood on its own two feet as its own story and that's why i, I loved uh, dr sleep so much because it's such a hard thing to do when you're such an uh, iconic movie that you're following up you know but, um, oh yeah, and and fan and fanboys, yeah, man, you know, like please, what why haven't we had a follow up? It's been forty years, thirty years. We deserve a follow up. Yeah, we deserve a follow up. I hated the follow up. Mm. Is almost like it's par for the course. Yeah, and when I watched that movie and just really judge it on its own merits, yeah. It was a fucking fantastic movie. With the book itself, Doctor Sleep, I think, came out in 2013 or 2014. So oh, you know, yeah, no, it was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was the, the, that's true. Yeah, but like <laughs> Mike Flanagan was actually able to sit on a seat beside Stephen King and mm. talk about as Stephen King fucking loathed the original fucking Shining. Yeah. So, but um, so I just think like in terms of his uh, works, his full body of work, I think it's like middling. It's kind of like Blind Manor. It's kind of middling because it's muddled at times. Like, it's asking so many big questions, very hard to answer them all. But if you ask those questions, you have to try your best to answer them. And he tried his best, and he kind of failed a little bit. And he kind of got lost in his end game um, at the end because he's tried to wrap it up. He tried to tell some sort of great uh, morality tale. I just think the story itself was very captivating. The way he told it was very well done. The script was beautiful. The climax itself, I thought, was a bit rushed and a bit uh, undercooked. Um, you know, oh, we burned all our shelter. We forgot we're vampires. Bit stupid. Um, but uh, you know what I mean? Like he's like, he's like, uh, oh no, we burnt everything. Like you know, <laughs> and and now I'm just realizing that there isn't like a tree. Or yeah, a exactly. Like you know, wall. Like, is there walls in this town? What just walls. You can't burn walls. I know a car. Like you can car. just get in a car and bunker down, get in a sleeping bag or something. Yeah, underneath the burnt house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Foundations. Basement. You are literally like, uh, like there's one thing in in all of creation now that can kill you. Yeah, it's the sun. So like fucking warm wood. Yeah, is probably not. Going so to pretty do much it. my summation of midnight masses for something that's highly intelligent in the questions that I asked, it came to a very stupid conclusion. Yeah, right, fair enough. Yeah, no, I actually. I actually really liked the ending, but it's not like I can't poke holes yeah. in it. But I found it satisfying, so I'm not going to poke yeah. holes in it. So I, I do think you need to understand the two things between the difference. Was one, you forgive, you you watch stuff sometimes and you just simply forgive it. Yeah. 
You just kind of go like, no, I don't know why he's alive again. I don't. But yeah. I like Jason Voorhees. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> you know, and that's it. Yeah. That's all I got for you. Um, so I do think I could poke holes in it, but yeah. I just found the last three episodes, two episodes, maybe three, I think, to yeah. be just fascinating. I was really, yeah. really into it at that my, stage. My favourite episodes were when the Father Hall was talking about his discovery of the vampire slash angel. And the the whole backstory with that was I thought was the most fascinating thing about the whole thing because that was a vampire story that I had not seen before. And yeah, it is a vampire story you haven't seen before. Yeah, and you can shit on this movie, and I don't. That's uh, a movie, sorry, a uh, series. And yeah. uh, you, you know, and I won't again. There's, there, you know, you know me, and I know you that there's there's some things that we're just simply going to come to the defense of. I will fight you <laughs> if you come for such a film or such a film. But um, this is one of them. But at the same time. Don't don't accuse him of not trying to to yeah. to branch out to and tell a new story. To, new, to tell a new story, yeah. And it, it did a really really good story about people. Like it, again, like we, we we talked about Squid Game a few days ago, and uh, I thought we, it was again what could release on the same scenario? day. We never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Magic, magic, <laughs> the magic of editing. Magic. But uh, at the same time, it, it it did really like. I mean, what would you do? Like who, like if it did ask you the question of me, although I didn't find it to be as straightforward as Squid Game, Squid, like Squid to compare it to that, that we were able to put ourselves in mm. sectional situations. Yeah. And this was more of an overview of life and yeah. what you would do. And uh, if I was in that scenario, if I was in that church and I seen that girl get out of her wheelchair and walk up the steps, mm. um, wh- which side do I fall on? And as somebody who suffers with like panic disorder and anxiety or something, yeah. somebody, if somebody gave me something and said, and, it's, and just as real talk, if somebody just said, look, I can, like, I can make you not afraid. I mean, really, like yeah. joke, all shit aside, I can make you not afraid. There's no fixing I'm not what you sure. got, no fixing what I got. But I'm not sure how down that, how far down that rabbit hole I would go, and I don't yeah. want to find out. I tell you I what, don't. Hundred percent. If I could be a vampire without being like a stragoy from the strain, or to be one of them fucking bat things, if I be one of these sexy romantic vampires and feed on people, I'm going to get vampired up like a motherfucker. For you, for those listeners who've never actually seen this, Vinny does have the most delicious eyes. <laughs> that they is are creepy. literally that. They are the eyes of a, of a husky. They yeah. are just gorgeous. That's creepy. So he does. He does fit there. He does kind of like he would make a good vampire. Yeah. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. If there's any vampires out there, and my general disdain for humanity, <laughs> general disdain for humanity. Like how quickly he wouldn't be like the tortured Brad Pitt mm, in interview with a vampire. He'd go to stop. Like day one, I mean, that would have been know, amazing buddies. No, no, Vinny would have been like, if Vinny was in mm. an interview with the vampire, we would have been on day one, and he would have been like, Lestat would have been calm down, yeah. <laughs> Lestat, I'd be like, Lestat, I, I'm having my fun here, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but did you have to open up at an orphanage, and you'll be like, Look, I don't tell you how the vampire, don't tell me how the vampire, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, eating them by the dozen, <laughs> like, I'm hungry. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, you're no. saying to little Timmy, <laughs> sorry, little Timmy, can I have some more? <laughs> Please, uh, can I have some more? I'm going to eat, you. yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think like that, like with Midnight Mass, I think, yeah, it asked a lot of really big questions. Uh, it's a cool story, cool, uh, monster design. Um, but I didn't like the climax and I thought it was a bit rushed at the end. But Noel, what's your last thoughts because they're mine. My last thoughts is that I, I, I found the, the ending quite satisfying on a human level, that there was uh, yeah. redemption, that there was darkness, that there was 
depravity that there was fucking I don't know there was so much going on that I, I did like the sensory overload compared to the absolute opposite that I found the first three episodes to be so I felt it culminated well so yeah I enjoyed it and I would recommend to anyone to watch it but it did not it wasn't earth shattering or anything for me I, I but I thought the dialogue was great There's, you know what I mean it's definitely Vinny called him a 50-50 guy earlier and I think you could almost call this yeah. the same like inside of a scope of itself yeah. A 50-50, there's things you could take away and things you could pick on and things you shouldn't. But I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it, was an excellent, I thought it was an excellent series overall, but I think you have to have a lot of patience with it, and I'll just leave it at that. Cool. All right, cool. So we get the fuck out of here? Get the fuck out of here. So I can listen to Candlemas, <laughs> Bewitched. You have been Bewitched. <laughs> yeah, just listen to the song. It's an absolutely incredible song, okay? I don't even apologize right. for it anymore. Sheila was like, I, I, first time she threw it on, I was like, this is cheesy as fuck. And then I'm just walking to work and I was just going, you have been bewitched. Dude, we, we gotta go. We're running over. All right, dude. <laughs> All Party's right. over, guys. All right, folks. That was the vision. All right, thanks you. for staying with us, folks. I'm your host, Vince Green. I'm your host, Noel John Tui. We got Karen Mack in the back and that was Midnight Mass. See you next time, motherfuckers. You're supposed I'm to hit and stop. Supposed to, to say peace, motherfucker. Jesus. Peace. <laughs> Carol, cut that back so I said it like five seconds don't, earlier. Don't do it. <laughs> Actually, leave it there. The awkwardness. Leave all of that awkwardness in, including including up to this part. We gotta go. We gotta. Go. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.